0: Were you even in a pandemic if you didn't take your seat for one of Darkfield Radio's streamed productions? The one where you were a vampire or you had your partner replaced by a demon? Darkfield Radio, a season of uncanny binaural, is dramas even the right word, provided some of the past year's most uncanny theatrical experiences straight to your smartphone. Now it's back with a new season. The project, technology, new genre, has its roots around the turn of the old century when directors David Rosenberg and Glenn Neath first came together. Before they began creating smartphone shows through the streets of London, they first created a shadowy 70,000-square-foot arts venue hidden in the tunnels beneath London Bridge. So when Culturefile got the pair to talk about their work, we began with the question, whatever happened to that?
1: In the end, it seemed that having another uh, Pret and a a Cornish pasty place (laughs) seemed to be... What, what was preferable for the powers that be in London Bridge.
0: As it happens, that got you out of the, the venue business before there was a pandemic. So, you know, you, you're one up on
1: Andrew Lloyd Webber anyway. Not a great time to, to be owning venues. However, you know, we do have our own micro venues. So we've got four shipping containers in storage waiting to go up and be uh, filled by terrified audiences. You find yourself... In the park.
0: Aww. You do have perhaps the best solution to pandemic theatre you kind of cracked the idea of giving people an experience that somehow equated to, that gave you the feeling in your stomach that you would get from a live performance that none of the the national theatre video streams etc did so tell us about what it was that you you started to offer
2: but well, we we wanted to maintain this idea of events which is why we those those first shows had two people taking part in them so that they were there's a sort of sense of preparing for something with somebody else so that sort it maintained this element of a communal experience and we also set it at a certain times so that it so that it felt that like people had to stop what they were doing and and, and and make time to do the thing that you know that we were putting in front of
1: them this idea of, of um, immersive experiences at home I mean there's a lot of incredible experiences on with uh, vr but it requires quite an investment in kit and we wanted to make these very deeply immersive experiences that uh, were pretty accessible to anyone so all you need all you needed for these was a phone and a pair of headphones the barrier to entry was pretty low two people who have known each other for however many years sit on either side of the table one of them has been replaced by a demon whose intentions are unclear the problem with a lot of audio or a lot of way people people consume audio is that it's generally a medium in which you are also doing the dishes or driving or something else. Audio is very rarely something that you, you'll pay attention to and that's all you're doing. But for these shows, it was important that the audience would close their eyes, lie down or be together with a partner. And that's all of it. That they were doing at that time, and they weren't also trying to watch a couple of other episodes of something on the TV and uh, some housework and um, their tax. Okay, so what
0: happened? It didn't take long for the right moment.
2: We we had spoken about doing uh, something along these lines, probably a year a year or so before the pandemic. David already was working. would just work with this other company that already had an existing app
1: it was called wiretapper and it was initially made in order to present performance in public space and that's how we used it in the past for example we had a performance that was in trafalgar square where the performers were kind of hidden amongst the general public so if you weren't listening to the sound it it wouldn't really look as if anything out of the ordinary was going on. One particular moment of that was
0: one of the pieces of audio was train announcements and it and it was a feeling that I've had again with your work when you become absolutely convinced that that thing that you're listening to is happening in the world and not just inside your headphones. Tell people what binaural audio is there for people who have no idea.
1: Essentially it's just a means of recording audio that places microphones where ears would normally be. So when you listen back to that audio wearing headphones, you are listening from the perspective of where that microphone was placed. It's a technology that's very old, but over the last few years with increases in, in the microphones themselves and also in headphone design, so generally people have pretty good headphones now, it's a very effective way to give audiences this incredibly three-dimensional spatial sound environment.
0: And now that the demonic copy is disposed of, my real partner can come back. The technology exists, but the challenge then, I guess, is to move away from the fairground element of things where you can impress an audience and then work out how this is, uh, how to leverage this in storytelling so that the story becomes kind of a primary concern rather than just the... Which, which I think happens in VR a lot, rather than, wow, this is an interesting technology and, that's, and you never really leave that sensation, whereas I think in your work you do leave that behind. The
2: decision that we made was to not take the audience into spaces that you could create very well with binaural audio in the same way as you could do with VR. You can create a world, you can record in a jungle and it sounds like you're in the jungle. And I think the key thing that sort of set up all of our work since is that we decided not to leave the room. The recording that you're listening to is all taking place in the space that you're sitting in. So that we started to then play with the idea of what the other audience members might be saying or doing or and just playing with, with you know in, almost incidental sounds, actually, just to constantly ground the audience in the, in the
1: space that they're, they're really sitting in. You become aware of an event that has happened that you deeply regret. You also become aware that you have set into motion a mechanism by which to attempt to reverse that event.
0: There is a kind of element of mind-hacking it's theatre, but there is this thing that somebody is getting in and and uh, playing with your consciousness in a way that maybe great theatre does. But here, it, you kind of see the scalpel or something.
2: <laughs> I, th- I, I think that, my- the idea of
0: that. I really like the idea that with this
2: this idea that you're that you're improvising the characters into existence. This idea that the show wouldn't happen unless the audience member
1: were were, were thinking it in the moment. With our shows, like with this show, not even though essentially it's a a recording that you listen to in different environments. You really do need to be there. It doesn't exist without you. It exists on a server somewhere without you, but it, it has absolutely no meaning without you. David Rosenberg and Glenn
0: Neath, they co-directors of Darkfield Radio, and the new season of immersive dramas, Not, begins this Friday 25th, booking now at darkfieldradio.com.